Good morning and welcome to our time in the Daily Word of Prayer. What an exciting day this is. This is March 3rd, Tuesday morning, and we're glad you're along. If you're here for the first time, welcome. Glad you're here. I hope you join us regularly. Hit the subscribe and notify button. Hit the like button. Subscribe to my email newsletter so you get some of the notes of what we talk about the, the day following or the day before, depending on what I'm writing about that night. But welcome. And uh, we've got a good day planned in the Word of God and prayer, so I'm glad you're along with us today. We're in 1 Peter chapter 5, and we the book of Peter, as we're reminded, is written to Christians who are being persecuted and suffering and wrongly accused, falsely accused of things, not unlike much of what's happening in our day. And so we, we want to have the right attitudes, and we want to know how to respond in this. And some of his concluding remarks as we're almost done with this book. And by the way, you can listen to all these that as we've gone through the book of 1 Peter. They're all online here. And you can also listen to them through podcasts. Some of you aren't able to make it every day, but you, if you haven't started listening to podcasts yet in your car or in the gym or when you're on a walk or whatever you might do, these are all downloaded and you can find them on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you might want to download a podcast. It's a new technology. If you're not into it yet, you probably will begin to enjoy it sometime in the future. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 5, be, so, be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. Peter reminds us that we have an adversary, and he prowls about. He's like a, he's like a lion out on the street or out in the jungle, wherever you are, prowling about, hungry, looking for someone to eat. And that's what the devil's like. You know, sometimes on campus, people ask me this question. You know, we're supposed to love even our enemies. And they say, Tom, are we supposed to love the devil? And my answer is a resounding no, absolutely not. He's not only your enemy, he's the enemy of God. We love our, we love our enemies because we see a hope for redemption and salvation. And we know God loves them. And we know Christ died for them. But Christ didn't die for the devil. The devil's not going to be redeemed. He doesn't have a future. He's not, he's not a human being for whom Christ gave his life on the cross. His future is, is the fiery pit of hell. His future is the lake of fire. We're not to love him. He is our mortal enemy to death. He came to steal, kill, and destroy, we read in John chapter 10, verse 10. And he is, he is the enemy of God, and as such, we are to fight him. He has, you know, one thing about the devil... When he fights you, he has no rules. He doesn't fight by the rules. He's not a gentleman. He breaks the rules. He'd kick you in the groin if he could. He'd gouge out your eyes if he could. He'd, he would, uh, you know, I think of like in a basketball game when the ref turns his back and is, doesn't see it, you know, he gives you a cheap, the devil would give you a cheap shot. This is the way he is. And you better fight him and you better realize it really is a fight to the death. He is after you. He's after humanity. His goal, remember this, your friends, your unsaved friends, his goal is to take him to hell. You, you're saved. So he's not going to take you to hell, but his goal is to destroy you. And so you better fight him. Be sober. I don't like to walk around thinking about the devil. 
I don't think about them that much. But we're reminded, be sober-minded. In other words, be aware. Don't, don't, lose, don't lose sight of your surroundings, of what's going on. Be aware you have an adversary. Your adversary wants to destroy you. What are we to do? We're to be alert to him, but we're also to be resisting him. How do you resist the devil? Two things come to my mind. First is what Jesus Christ did. When he was tempted in the wilderness, this is recorded in Matthew chapter 4. Three times the devil tempted Jesus. Take these stones and turn them into bread. Um, uh, go up on the, he took him up onto the top of the temple and said, uh, uh, look, um, throw yourself down. And won't God take care of you? Won't God protect you? And then he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said, I'll give you all of these if you'll just worship me. Three temptations of Jesus. And in all three of them, Jesus, the Son of God, responded the exact same way. It is written. I'm not going to turn these, these stones into, into bread because it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. I'm not going to throw myself down from the temple height because it is written. You shall not, take the na- you shall not tempt the Lord your God. I- I'm not going to uh, worship you, Satan. Give me all the kings of the world. No, no, no. I'm not going to worship you because it is written, you shall love the Lord your God and him alone shall you worship. And so Jesus resisted the devil's temptations with the word of God. Brothers and sisters, that's what we need to do as well. We need to resist his temptations with the word of God. I encourage you to be alert and aware of what specific temptations you you face. We're not all the same. Uh, Some things that may be tempting to me might not be as tempting to you. I know some others who really have severe temptations in in areas that aren't that difficult for me, and yet I have my areas of temptation as well. And so all of us need to know where are my weaknesses? Where where could the devil gain an opportunity upon me? Uh, He's prowling about seeking to destroy me. Where would my weaknesses be? And that's where I need to arm myself and equip myself with specific Bible verses, specific commands or promises of God that will help me when I'm tempted in that area. All right? This is very, very important. Identify the areas of your weakness and identify specific scripture. It's not hard to find. You can find them online. I mean, you can Google and say, you know, help with temptation in lust, and you'll find verses. Help with temptation in greed. You'll find verses. Help temptation in bitterness. You'll find verses. If you can't, drop me an email. And I'll help you find some verses so that whenever those verses come, whenever those temptations come to you, you can respond with specific, no, for it is written. That's how you resist the devil. It is written. It is written. The word of God, we read in Ephesians 6, it is our sword. But when we talk about our spiritual armor, it's more than our attack. It's also the shield of faith is based on sword, on, on, the, on the word of God. The, the girding our loins with truth is based on the word of God. Having our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel peace based on the word of God. The helmet of salvation based on the word of God. The, sh- the sword of the spirit based on the word of God. All of these things, we've got to know the word. That's why I'm glad you're joining me every day. And I, and I, I, I believe that one of the great needs in our country today is we are inundated with Bibles and Christian literature, but 
by and large, as Christians, we're, the word of God is not dwelling richly within us. And as a result, many of us are weak. We, we do not have the power to resist temptation. Temptation comes our way and we just give in every time because the word of God is not richly dwelling within us. And if the word is rich, richly within us, deep in our innermost being, then we have the power and the strength to resist. You know, the Jesus verse we quoted earlier from Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Uh, the, the, the word is spiritual food to our soul. And it's like you're going in, it's like you're going into an athletic competition or a wrestling match or a football, gonna play a football game or something, and you've not been eating. You know, no, no athlete only eats once a week. No athlete only takes snacks. To, to prevail in athletics and physical competition, you eat well, you, you exercise, you, you're, you're strong. To prevail in the spiritual battle, we've got to be strong in the Word of God. And so I'm glad you're joining me each day for this. And if you know people who are struggling, they should be here. They should be getting the Word into their souls every morning. They should be meditating on it, hearing it taught and, and so that they can apply it in their lives, hearing it prayed into their lives. This is such an important thing that we're doing, and I'm glad you're along with me. Second thing, if you want to resist the devil, you just got to persevere. He will flee in time, but he doesn't flee always. James 4, 7 tells us, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But that doesn't necessarily mean just, you know, a little tiny resistance and off he goes. Sometimes he stays there and we got to fight for a little while. We fight as we continue to believe the word. We continue to quote the scripture. We continue to hold up that shield of faith. We continue to wield the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We've talked before about the importance of praising God out loud verbally. I think this is singing to God. This is something, the way I resist the devil, it's like this. I just think Satan cannot stand to hear us sing to God. And off he goes and he, he flees from us. Resist him persevere in resisting. Uh, hang in there. Don't be quick to give up. Don't, don't think that if you resist for a few seconds or minutes and, and Satan keeps coming back at you, that you give up. No, you can prevail. It says in Colossians 2.15 that Jesus has disarmed the rulers and the authorities. He's disarmed the spiritual authorities in the heavenly places. He's beaten them. He may, the devil may roar at us, but I sometimes think, I've heard it said, he's like a, a toothless old lion. The roar is scary, but the teeth and the claws are gone. And, uh, and so we need not fear him. In one sense, we need not fear him. Be alert, be sober-minded. He can trick you. But does he have power over you? Not if you're in Christ. You have power over him. And not only that, Romans 16 verse 20 tells us this. One day, one day soon, we will crush Satan under our feet. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? One day soon, we will crush him under our feet. And you think of the evil in our world, the people who he has deceived, the people he's taken down, the people who, who he's defeated, and, and don't let that be you. One day, we're going to crush him under our feet. Until then, we stand strong and firm in our Lord. Until then, we, we declare his word, we resist him, we advance the kingdom 
with the Word of God. We advance it by the truths of the Word of God and through our prayers. And so this is what we'll do right now. Amen? Let's go to prayer. Father in heaven, thank you, thank you, thank you that you have given, in Christ, you have given us victory over the evil one. We thank you that he does not have power over us. You've broken the chains. The, Jesus, through your death on the cross, we who were held captive, we who were deceived, we who did not have the power have now been given that power. The chains have been broken. He has been disarmed. And now, Lord, he prowls about seeking to devour us, but in reality, he's defanged and toothless. Sometimes his roar scares us, but it need not because we, if we arm ourselves with your spiritual armor, I pray today that we would be people who resist the devil. We resist him strongly. We resist him firmly. I pray we would not be people who run from the spiritual fight, that we would not like, I think when David slayed Goliath and all of those Israeli, all those Jewish soldiers who we thought would have been brave, but when they saw Goliath, they fled. And then little David came with this smooth stone and, and launched it and took Goliath down. I thank you that you want to take our spiritual enemies down. You want to, Jesus says in John, 1 John, that you came to destroy the works of the devil. And we pray that you destroy them today through us. You'd be destroying the works of the devil in our, in our own families, in our own homes, amongst our own relatives. Father, in, in our churches, use us to destroy the works of the devil, that any way that he's invaded into our churches. We think of how widespread the works of the devil are in our culture. Our children being captured by uh, false ideas of, of where they came from, of that they just evolved from animals, false ideas of their sexuality and who they are as human beings, false ideas about you or your and whether you even exist or not. Lord, the the I pray that today we would be involved in the battle that tears down speculations and every lofty thought raised up against the knowledge of God. I pray, Father, that in our culture, in our schools, our universities, tear down the speculations, tear down the works of the evil one there, in our entertainment, in our government. Oh, Lord, we are, we're concerned. You said we could cast our cares upon you. We remind you today we're concerned about our government and even evil influences, influences that, that want to rob us of freedom and human dignity, evil influences that want to... Um, uh, Lord, we're of, of worldly power exercised over free people. We are concerned about what's happening in our federal government, our presidency, our Congress, Senate, our courts. Lord, we cast these cares upon you. We ask you to go to battle here. We pray that you would help us know courses of action we can take. But Father, today we, we give that into your hands, and we pray that within our sphere of influence, we would fight the Lord's battles. Help us today to arm ourselves fully with the full armor of God. We take out that helmet of salvation. We would know that we would know and be assured of your love for us and your salva the salvation you've given us in Christ. That we'd gird our loins with truth, be ready and prepared for spiritual battle. We'd, we would take up the breastplate of righteousness, and resist every temptation that comes our way. 
We'd shot our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And Lord, that today you would be giving us opportunities to share testimony or a good word or the gospel message or lead someone to Christ. We would take up the, the, uh, the shield of faith and believe your promises and not let any of the devil's fiery darts of unbelief and doubt and discouragement connect and reach us. We pray we take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and that we would fight the Lord's battles. And again, Lord, all of these things, all of these things, that we would be men and women of the Word of God, it would dwell within us richly. We would be strong so that when the devil comes, he doesn't find weak Christians, he finds strong Christians. He doesn't find people who are uh, spiritually uh, disabled. He'd find people who are spiritually mighty and strong, strong in faith, strong in the word, mighty Christians. We pray, Father, we are in a spiritual battle. We're praying for our nation. We're praying for our families, our churches, our cities, our states. We pray for our world, Lord. You, you, this isn't going to be won by weaklings. It's going to be won by people who've been made strong in the grace of God, strong in the word of God, mighty men and women of God. And so make us like this today, all day long. I want to thank you, Lord, for those who join me in this time of prayer, in this time in the word. Strengthen us with it. Lord, see that we're here. We're coming to learn. We're coming to grow. We're coming to draw near to you. We're coming to find strength in you. We're coming, Lord, to, be, to become better Christians, better people in, uh, in your sight. We, we know that we're coming here to receive grace. Lord, we're coming here to, be, to become mighty for you. See us, Lord. Hear our prayers. Be transforming us. We pray for this. Make us mighty men and mighty women of God who can have an effect wherever we go. I pray that this very day we would shine the light of Christ everywhere. Lord, I pray whether it be our smiles or our bright eyes that peeking out behind those masks we we're wearing, or Lord, whether it's a deed of service, a kind word, a, a, a word of encouragement, a word of reproof, a word of admonishment, whatever word is needed. Help us, Lord, to speak as it were the very utterances of God today. We're praying, Father, for spiritual revival. We're volunteering. We're saying, here we are, Lord. Use us in whatever way you want. Fill us with courage and wisdom. Might our influence, Lord, the people on here, might our influence grow. Might our influence grow. Use us, Lord, in ways that we've not been used before. Help us take the lid off of you. Help us, Lord, to not limit the Almighty. Help us, Lord, to believe you for things greater than we've ever believed. We're asking for positive change, Lord. It seems like the enemy's got us on the run. We don't believe that. We believe, Lord, raise us up as David's to slay a Goliath, we pray. And we ask these things. Hear our prayers and fill us with your spirit today. Fill us with your joy, your power, your wisdom, your love, as we believe and have faith in you, we pray. In Jesus' name, we ask these things. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, hey, God bless you. Thanks for being along. Texas, we're, our eyes are on you. Texas and Mississippi, I don't know if you've heard, but they have uh, removed, I believe, as of today, all restrictions, uh, COVID restrictions. Business is open. The state's open. Uh, you're welcome to wear a mask if you want, but I don't think it's required any longer, uh, at least not from the governor. So Texas, our eyes on you. We want to see how you do. We hope that you guys lead us back into a uh, uh, one year into this thing. You lead us back into 
life getting back to normal. We can see one another's smiles. We'll be healthy. Uh, business open back up. We're hoping for this, but we're praying most of all that God will bring us through this, not just that we survive it, but we overcome mightily, that his church prevails, and that many, 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 many people end up coming to Christ. This is still our prayer. Um, I remind you again, you know, our registration is now open for our Israel trip. And if you have ever been interested in going to Israel and seeing the Holy Land and studying the life of Christ together and having a great time of fellowship, fun, uh, journey, learning a lot, and a life-changing experience, check out our trip to Israel. You can find it at TomThePreacher.com and um, find out more information. And if you register, it doesn't commit you to going. It just gets you on our communication list so that you keep up to date on, on deadlines and opportunities and flights and these different things so so you get in the loop. So if you're interested, please go there and check it out. Uh, I think we're going to have a great trip. And I think once you know things open up, people are going to want to get out and travel. I know I do. And I, if you're thinking about that, consider joining me in Israel next February 2022. God bless you. Make sure you have a great day. If you're new, make sure you hit the subscribe, the notify, the like buttons, all these things. Comment below. I'd love to hear from you. Love to respond back. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. right here. And until then, you be blessed. Bye-bye.